My name is Point Blank Yvumbe and welcome to PBE Daily Early Mornings Late Night Podcast. I am so glad I get to make another episode today. I don't take it for granted that I occasionally do disappear from the face of the earth as far as making bright productions come to life, but I guarantee you that some of the time whenever you see me disappear for a bit, it's out of a good thing because I'm trying to make a lot of things come to, to pass not only in my business life but also in my social life as well i've been able to kind of reflect in a certain to a certain extent on some of the work that i'm putting down, putting out and i'm even trying to find perspective in some of the work i intend to create i mean the past two weeks i've had kind of a rough patch in trying to make sure i'm able to put things out and it's it's interesting when in one night where you're finding yourself tossing and turning because you're not being able to sleep and it's because ideas are floodgating again i've had an experience like that before and it's because i'm so close to the finish line with some work and i wasn't able to really make a lot of stuff come to pass i mean there was a one month period where i said on here all i've been painting was grass and now all i'm painting is brick tiles on a ground surface and the devil being in the details i don't know where the devil gets that rep but the devil being in the details i'm trying to make sure that all those simple steps to make sure that things look as realistic as possible are taken seriously i think and i'm kind of glad from the fact that the different creations that i'm having right now it looks as if i'm finding the perfect way to execute on a lot of things that i put on pause and i have put quite a number of things on pause to be completely honest i've put one of my solo releases on pause and I've, it literally led me to wanting to make this episode really tie on a thing about myself that I've, I came to accept uh, very very recently because sometimes when you say things out loud it helps you figure out what needs to be done and let me tell you how I got to this particular point in in the work I create I initially had a drawing I was supposed to have ready by say today so that it could be replicated onto a wall by uh, a friend of mine who is probably one of the most prolific graffiti artists in the country and being the person in the office who is doing this because the office requires it uh, for purposes of production later i do not want to make a concept piece that doesn't really reflect uh, exactly the vision of every person involved in in the, in the work and for days i wasn't able to make the strokes come to life and thank heavens for the fact that in late 2018 and early 2019 i told myself i'd rather tell a client that i'm not able to do work or i'd rather tell my partners when i'm not in a position to make something happen as quickly as they'd hope and it served me very very well because then the expectations that are that, that come from those you work with become well catered to you you, do, you end up not hurting the process that you're working on but you end up even bettering the process because now they see that from a genuine place you intend to make quality work come to pass and you intend to make quality material come into fruition these are very very important things to most and if treated with the delicacy that it requires it's the best thing ever and i'm grateful for the fact that i'm able to be as objective as i have been thus far and what led me to even reaching now that this is becoming closer to the weekend and I finally am able to find the perfect idea. My morning walks do really help as far as this is concerned because sometimes just passing by traffic jams and listening to the sounds of everyday 
uh, movement, hustle and bustle, weirdly enough, it kind of gives you perspective on some of the things you're supposed to take care of that you may not have a clear line even after trying to Google the topic over and over again. Say, for example, the three pages I'm supposed to have finished painting ages ago, but I'm stuck on them. And even when I try to tell myself that I'll just pause on this and pick up on that, I, I'm not able to because it's it's gnawing at me. And I started thinking about the, the other books I intend to create because it's 2020 and my intention is to have at least a book I've written out, a book I'm in partnership out, and two of those books, and I know sometimes it, 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 I'm scared of saying it out loud, but I'm going to say it today. I intend to make sure Shadow Walkers number two comes out. I intend to make sure and Rough number three comes out. And it's when I was making these conclusions to myself, because sometimes speaking things into reality is what you need. And I never try put marketing out of any of the books I'm creating because sometimes the final page is drawn days to print and days to to release and it's literally because i i think i've not i haven't been able to figure out how to be on deadline mode at all times it's it's damn near impossible to try to replicate the fight or flight sensation that makes you have your hand not shake when you're questioning what kind of strokes you're supposed to make so sometimes i impose deadlines on myself that are impractical because sometimes it just pushes me to have like this excitement to actually get the thing done because it's almost as if I'm competing with myself and the thing that led to this episode of the podcast is I fell victim to some of the successes I had in the last couple of books I released let me tell you the if uh, if you've you haven't gone through the 100 plus episodes of of this podcast let me just introduce you to what my comic book life was like when I initially got out of high school the first company that even welcomed me to into their doors was Insider Magazine. And Insider Magazine for six months allowed me to be an intern and to make illustrations in the company and learn how editorial illustrations can be done. I mean, I grew up looking at the artwork of Gado and Gado's work was this amazing take on what was happening politically. But in Insider Magazine, I get to do editorial art, but of experiences in specific high schools and from fellow teenagers at the time because i was only 19 at the time and when a letter comes from a school wherever and when i read through these articles these articles and from these letters you, you notice the bits and pieces that make humor come close in those days i never even prepped a drawing by making outlines i literally just went straight to ink it was the closest to kim jangji and i wish i knew of kim jangji kim jangji at that time and I, I would literally just go straight into ink and make the artwork of the specific humor that was supposed to be created because the, the editorial was supposed to be humorous. And at that time, I wasn't even able to do digital painting. I hadn't learned how to digitally paint. And the first investment I got from my dad to support my work was he bought me a scanner. It was a BenQ scanner and when planned obsolescence came to pass and I had to get rid of the scanner, it kind of hurt, but it was my first bit of um, tool, if you will, that told me that my pop really cares about the the potential of life that I've, I'm going to have in the future. And since then, a lot of the equipment that I use, I've bought by myself through the successes gained from previously bought material. So I'm very grateful to Insider Magazine for introducing me to editorial art and um, 
I don't I don't think I'd be able to do storyboards if they didn't train me in how to do editorial art when they did. And since then, I was curious about publication, and I I've, I always did want to put up a, put out a comic book. And when I went through my dark period in after after working on Tinga Tinga Tales, and the dark period was only born from poor economic choices, poor relationship ideas, and and choices as well. And after all was said and done, the one thing that I felt I needed to do was really rejuvenate the things I, w- I wanted to do initially. I wanted to put out music. I made sure I put a mixtape out. I wanted to put out a comic book. I made sure I registered a company and and made a publication wing of the of the company because it's a production company, but according to its memoranda, I'm able to make televised productions. I'm able to make all forms of entertainment, be it print or be it uh, recorded audio or be it visually record, put together. It's, I, I made sure the scope I had was wide on what I could create in my production company. And publishing my first comic book was very, very important to me. And I remember when I wrote it down, sitting in the room that I used to share with my late brother, and he was the guy who'd cheer me on to make sure I made that book come to life. And when I finished the first book, I took a hiatus again because I made a mistake of not having prepared the entire story arc for the for the series I wanted to make because I, I felt the story should have at least 10 10 issues in that in most cases I noticed a trend that was existing was storylines and story arcs would take 10 issues or six issues or four issues to start and finish and as I continued to now properly research objectively about how comic book stories are made I kept on revisiting those particular ideals and it's now thanks to how much more information has been put out via YouTube and how people are willing to share information on Instagram as well and authors that are willing to tell the secrets of how they actually come up with ideas of how their books are supposed to be put out and how their production is supposed to be put out. It, it's so informative nowadays that I'm able to learn so much without even going into a classroom. I mean, yesterday morning I came across, uh, I came across something as simple as how come certain books are written the way they are and maybe the success of those books is because of the kind of authors they have around them and all that and I, I think I'll probably objectively touch this specific train of thought in the next episode now in putting out my first book and then getting in partnership with other people to make other books my initial thought was I'm going to make comic books and sustain myself with it and it kind of didn't go according to plan because there was another graphic novel which me and a, a very close friend of mine, I consider him a close friend, his name's Ross, and him and I sat down and we said we're going to put something together and we, we roughed out the idea but the conflict I had was I was still sitting in my mama house and it wasn't really about being home but it was more about that I failed and as a result I had to go back home and regroup my pride got in the way and as a result that book has constantly been shelved in regards to me revisiting it and actually illustrating it and even my skill set because I second guess myself whenever I figure out or I feel I can't put certain things in perspective and my art talk has gotten so much better since then and even my take on perspective on how to actually make my visuals look even more captivating I mean I didn't even know about the Franco-Belgian artists at that time and so in time I joined a company that we ended up making a, a pilot for a show that never got picked up and it was fully animated and I got to direct it and that was my first directorial debut. The few who watched it wanted to, it, it, it was as per a clip of I, I watched this morning, 
stakes were high and my partners god bless them they decided let's just make a film and then we go from there and it's been 8 years of working on this film to see how far we could take it and when that came to pass it it just i i wanted to succeed so much that i couldn't afford to not try and make more than one thing float because i also wanted to have the ability to say i touched everything i had a mission to achieve and years pass and then i make the second issue of the book home guard and i make the second the first and second issue of the book and rough and the second time that actually i got into writing i became objective because i'll tell you this the script you saw for issue 2 for the few read my book issue 2 of home guard i scrapped the the second script that i had and i wrote another script and i added more pages to those scripts in order for the story to have a little a bit more density and density and weight to it and i got such great reviews for both my second issues that i i will confess right here sophomore jinx hit and it hit very very hard same way with my first mixtape in 2011 november i made a piece of audio material and it also was well accepted by my peers it wasn't even about the audience itself the the main audience that really bought my first mixtape were fellow artists and the thing that really and i still carry it with me to this day is all of them would ask me one question when i when i when they saw the the, the mixtape cover they asked me like is this all you no collaborations and i tell them yes and they were grateful for it and when even some of them put out on instagram that i was part of their road trip driving listenership and being welcomed into the game again because i felt like i had lost my place in entertainment and entertainment welcomed me back with open arms and then again instead of rising to the occasion again i started second guessing myself so my sophomore jinxes kept on just coming up and they, and it it literally has been in the last couple of years i'm trying to stay afloat as far as trying to finish things that i'm creating and i'm also trying as much as possible to objectively come back and get other things done put it to you this way in the last couple of episodes i've made it very very clear that i'm not shy to speak on my current, current living standards I knew sacrifices had to be made and it took my mom telling me straight to my face how I should look at things in the world and I feel it's important that I share this now because I know two or three people who would would not like to hear somebody who as they perceive me in my stature speak on this but I'm not ashamed of my circumstances I'm not ashamed of my stances I'm not ashamed of that which is my current situation I live in an SQ. And I don't mind it. Like I live in a room that is I think 10 meters by 9 meters or something like that and I share amenities with other with other people who lived in in living the same circumstances. I sit in this space and I record this podcast and I initially started recording it on my phone until I upgraded to another mic that actually allows me to still record it and I I'm able to give a voice to any person who I believe like me we don't like talking about the circumstances that we're living in or the kind of work that we're trying to get done but I feel with the number of artists I've seen fall on the wayside because they're second guessing themselves even more aggressively than I second guess myself because some some people the second guessing becomes crippling you don't you don't want to fail so much so that you fail because you didn't try and 
in the circumstances that I've lived in, I mean, I lived in a one bedroom at one point and it was a very comfortable space and I was able to do my books in those spaces. And since then, in this same SQ that I'm sitting in, this is where I made Shadow Walkers number one. And the equipment that I'm using has upgraded. I used to initially, issue one of Home Guard and issue one of NRAF were drawn on paper and scanned and then colored digitally. Issue twos, and issue one of, of, of Shadow Walkers was fully drawn digitally. Ever since I got myself tablets and Cintiqs, I was able to do my stuff digitally and it cuts off the middleman of having to scan material. And maybe it's the closest thing to a version of me being eco-friendly in that I don't have to buy the paper to put the sketches out. But I do buy Kratasi brand sketch pads. They're like little exercise books, but I treat them like sketch pads. And I make the thumbnails of how the pages are potentially supposed to be. Then I go digitally and either scan them or I revisit how those pages would potentially look thereafter. And sometimes having the panels sitting side by side helps me know how the book is going to play out. And I'm since then trying to find the perfect way to execute not only the work I create in the office, but the work I create at home. I'm drawing closer and closer to finishing a movie that I've been working on for the last seven years, if I'm not mistaken. And I wouldn't say eight because in the, in the first year of getting into like independent animation and working as an animator for PBE Productions, the consultation work I've been doing has led to a pilot being created that didn't really go anywhere yet because I think it needed this thing that has been worked on for the last seven years in order for it to make sense. And no, it's not in the public domain. The closest thing to a public domain that you can see is probably the, the trailer on YouTube. And the trailer is, I think, more than four years old, if I'm not mistaken. And to many people, sitting and accepting that these things take time is very, very impossible. And in my case, with all my sophomore fears and sophomore jinxes, I'm glad I wrote in rough number three. I haven't written Home Guard number three yet. I began and literally drafted two pages and stopped because I had other things to take care of of which is fine to me and I don't feel I'm failing too aggressively because the fact that I still revisit these ideas and I'm, I'm even more objectively thinking about how the arc should actually be treated so that the material comes out maybe the best way I can describe it is Griselda when I heard when I heard about the record the recording group known as Griselda and the record label Griselda these guys literally just made their music and had a data bank ready for them to release. The reason you must have been asking yourself how come Benny the Butcher, Conway, or Side Gun would just have the material constantly churning out in a, in a one year period and have them be in concerts and collaborate and make all this material come to life is because they are patient enough to make their work come to life and also they put themselves in perfect circumstances in order for them to create perfectly. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Calligraph Jones has, I think he has his own studio space because I've never seen him in a, in a visual where he's recording in a different space. And because he, he can walk to his nine to five, which is music and record his music, he's able to churn out as much material as possible. I've been trying to get myself into that kind of comfort zone where I can churn out material as much as possible. And I think by constantly being in practice of that, which you do, you're able to make material come to life. Being in a, concert for hip-hop and having a chance to freestyle allowed me to be able to get back into how it was fingertip feel for me to execute rhyme and maybe I'll be able to finally finish a verse that I've been scared to continue writing and I will objectively be able to actually have perfect material in that verse. So I will say this, the fears that I've had in, 
in preparation to put out more books has slowly dwindled. I'm not as afraid as I was before. I've gotten to a better position to embrace that which is coming and to fulfill that which is to come. And as that goes by, I'm glad that I'm older now and I can see things even more vividly than most others would. And because of that, I am eternally grateful for how time is such an amazing teacher and how I haven't lost my curiosity to not only learn, but to, to also see if the shoe fits. I mean, toss something towards the wall, see if it actually holds on to the wall. And if it holds on long enough, maybe you should just passionately find a way for a shelf to be there to actually hold it before it falls off. Vague, but as clear as I possibly could put it. My fears are slowly calming themselves. So say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode and for also constantly supporting this show and supporting me outside of even podcasting. And until next time, oh no. <laughs>